0: Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans for fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. Hello and welcome back, Brewer fans, to another edition of the Brew Crew Review Podcast. I'm your host today, Vince Travato, joined here on the set by the one and only great man, Mr. Scott Bartell. Scott, how are you today?
1: I am doing great, and I hope the rest of the brewer world is too. I'm actually kind of just springing this on you, but um, believe it or not, we've had a lot of people um, listening to our podcast lately, so hopefully you guys, if you're a first-time listener, hopefully you enjoyed the last couple weeks and uh, keep listening and um, definitely, hopefully tell a friend, and if they like us, then tell them to tell a friend, and if they don't like us, then tell a different friend. Really appreciate it. Well, that's a great point,
0: Scott. And uh, no, I, I hope so. It's about time. We've only this is what our one hundred eighty fifth podcast, I think. So that's great to great to hear. We're finally getting a couple <laughs> people to listen. Um, are we joined on the set today by uh, uh, Chad Collins or Craig Mueller?
1: Um, no, we have not. I, I'm not sure where they are right now. To be honest, I mean, they could be they could be anywhere. Yeah, my guess is that uh, Chad's
0: probably singing to a, a nice group of elderly folks at the um, West Dallas Nursing Home. Uh, yep. His gig with the uh, West Dallas Christmas Angels is probably in full force right now, now that we're in the holiday season. But um, well, I, I, I just don't know for sure. So, anyways, we'll uh, we'll we'll miss them this week, but look forward to them joining us again next week um, as we keep discussing Brewers baseball. And, and speaking of that, um, got some 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 news here this week for the Brewers. Uh, Brewer's made a pretty big trade, uh, with the Seattle Mariners, uh, acquiring catcher Omar Narvaez for a minor leaguer. And, um, I believe some international bonus slot money. Um, you want to kind of go over your thoughts on that trade. Uh, Narvaez is a catcher. He's going to replace Yasmani Grandal as our starting catcher. Uh, Grandal obviously signed with the White Sox a couple of weeks ago now. Um, what are your thoughts on, Nar- on Narvaez? Um, you know general reaction to trade has been pretty favorable and he's viewed as kind of an offensive minded catcher but what are your thoughts scott
1: well um i i will say this offensively he is vastly superior to uh, any of the remaining catchers that were on the free agent market um obviously i I don't think that he's going to be anywhere i don't think he's going to be able to like um give any kind of um like be able to produce offensively as much as, like, what we lost in Grandal. But um, having said that, uh, very, very, very good trade. I know that he has some defensive liabilities. Like, a lot of people uh, say that he's not great defensively. He only throws out, I think, about 20% of his runners uh, when they're trying to steal. He's not considered a very good pitch framer. But just remember that uh, when – when we signed Grandal, uh a lot of those same shortcomings were being talked about about him. And I thought he had a great year with us. So you never know. Defensive metrics are a little bit tougher. Pitch framing is really difficult to gauge uh, because you never know if that's a pitch that, you know, the, the pitcher kind of steals a strike or if the catcher's frame job steals a strike, you just don't know. Um, right. So having said that though, I mean, Considering what was out there, I'm very thrilled with what we got.
0: Yeah, I think that uh, it was two podcasts ago when we had just lost Grand Ole. We started talking about, you know, who else might be available at catcher, And we had started to throw around some names, everybody ranging from Martin Maldonado and Jonathan Lucroy to Travis Darnold. And, you know, it seems like really quickly, start, catchers really started coming off the board uh, very fast after Grandall signed. I think right, right after our podcast, that day, Darnold signed with the Braves i um, trying to think of who else is out there uh Castro I, I know is one of the names that we brought up but
1: yeah.
0: um it seemed it seemed like David Stearns had to act kind of quickly I think to get a you know a quality catcher and I think he found that um with Narvaez he hit 22 home runs last year which is nothing to sneeze at especially from that position uh 55 RBIs uh an OBP of 353 278 batting average and played 132 games and I do envision that this probably this trade probably means a bit more playing time for Manny Pena than what he played last year. Um, I think that Grandal was so good, being an all-star, um, an all-star catcher, that Pena's playing time was was probably more limited uh, than it will be with Narvaez, who I do think is very um, quality. But I, I I just think Grandal is you know that very elite category of catcher. But um, no, I agree. I think that it's an overall very solid pickup for David Stearns. Uh, we didn't really give up much. Uh, Narvaez is controlled for another three seasons after uh, after this year. Is it three total, or is it three after 2020? I'll have to double, have, have the interns double-check on that, Scott. But,
1: yeah, sure. Uh,
0: in any event, he's a cost-controlled uh, commodity now uh, going forward for the next couple of seasons. He's entering his fifth season in the big leagues. he's spent his first three with uh, the Chicago White Sox and last year with Seattle. So that's kind of the brief um, scouting report on him. How do you think he's going to fit in overall to the Brewers catching situation do you think that um and do you think that uh, that Manny Pena's uh playing time is gonna gonna see an uptick uh like I do
1: um I think Pena's probably getting a slight uptick because uh Grandal I mean obviously he was an all-star we were leading so heavily on him and not only that but um well I mean Pena could still play and we could toss Grandal at first so there were a couple times I guess that we had both in the lineup but um, I, I expect that Pena will catch a little bit more. Um, and I guess, I don't know. I mean, he's obviously, Pena is definitely going to be the superior uh, defensive guy. So you might see like uh, the kind of like occasional late uh, double switch or something like that, where we'll bring in Pena late in a late, you know, late and close game, something like that, maybe a little yeah. bit more. Um, but you never know.
0: Yeah, and uh, you know this also is is kind of telling for me uh, in regards to some other guys in the system. I I think it, it it's kind of signaling the fact that Jacob Nottingham probably doesn't have much of a future in Milwaukee. So um, I don't know if if you kind of see this the same way, but when you had a clear opening at the catcher's position, you've got a guy who's been in AAA now for two seasons, uh, despite at one point being kind of a heralded prospect. I I, I just think Nottingham is kind of uh gone down dramatically now in the brewery depth charts i know we got a cup of coffee in the big leagues uh each of the last two seasons actually but at this point i
1: don't know what kind of future is out there for nottingham do you see it the same way i think nottingham is uh it's too early to give up on him but he's clearly not quite ready for uh for the majors just yet um but he he is only 24 so um you know, I, I wouldn't quite give up on him yet, but yeah, you're right. I mean, obviously some of the shine has kind of gone off and since we what he we traded him with uh for uh what, Chris Davis back in the day?
0: Chris Chris Davis, yeah, from Oakland, uh back in what have been twenty sixteen. Um
1: not David Frightis is another trades.
0: guy. David David Freitas is uh also still in the system and on the forty man roster. So uh we might have a little bit of a battle in spring training for you know kind of doubt the catcher and, and who starts the triple a who gets that call if there is an injury to either Narvaez or to Pena. um so that could be interesting as well Freitas obviously uh, also had a brief cup of coffee with the brewers in september of last season
1: yeah and it seems like he he may have uh leapfrogged nottingham in the last uh in the last little uh i guess in the last season so yeah that's... yeah and it... And and ironically,
0: Freitas, I think, was traded by Seattle to Milwaukee uh, after they got Narvaez uh, last offseason. So it's kind of interesting that both are now in the Brewer system.
1: Um, Narvaez, by the way, is um, not going to be a free agent until 2023. So we got three years of him, you're right.
0: Okay, good. Thanks to the interns for a quick turnaround on that one. Um, So moving on to other Brewers news uh, here since our last podcast, Um, The Brewers have re-signed or, I guess, brought back uh, an old friend of the organization just today uh, as we tape this here on a Sunday by re-signing outfielder Keon Broxton, who spent last year bouncing around between three different teams. The Brewers only traded him in January of 2019 uh, to the New York Mets um, in a several-player trade, and he bounced around from the Mets to the Orioles and ended the season in Seattle. Um, He had a really poor year offensively, uh, unfortunately. He just could never seem to put it together in in any of his three stops. But the Brewers bringing Keon Broxton back on a minor league deal today. Um, Do you like this move, Scott?
1: And do you see Keon spending any time in Milwaukee next year? Um, The fact, well, okay, so I'd like to move only because it gives us a little bit of depth because Broxton, um, as you said, he really struggled. He wasn't getting a lot of. like kind of everyday playing time when he was he i mean he he basically got demoted pretty quickly because it was atrocious offensively like i think at every one of his stops like if you added up everything and averaged it out uh he was probably putting up uh, travis shaw like numbers uh he was like hitting like a buck 50 pretty much the entire year like it was rough for this guy but uh he still has a, a lot of value defensively uh, and i think that that's a good backup plan especially because Uh, Kane was really trying to battle through injuries it seemed like most of last year so I think it's great to have uh, some kind of depth like that so yeah why not give him a shot I mean he obviously uh, did some good things here in Milwaukee and maybe uh, maybe some home cooking will do him right
0: yeah and just looking up those numbers really quick uh, from our interns here the uh, Braxton in his three stops hit 174 last year with a 253 OBP played a total of 66 games so Certainly not good numbers a year, a year to forget, although um, it should be pointed out and, you know, it's getting further in the rear view mirror, but Ken Broxton did put together a, a 20 home run season for the Brewers in 2017. I mean, it, you know, he's definitely has some value defensively. Uh, that's no question about it. Um, can steal bases. He's stolen over 20 bases, two times, both with Milwaukee in 2016 and 17 um, you know so for a low risk move like this uh, a move where we at this point haven't even had to add them to the 40 man roster and just give him a minor league deal with the spring training invite I, I really don't see any any negatives to this at all and there's always a chance that you know whenever you come back to to the the team or the city where you put up your best numbers or your best seasons that you could find some of that again uh maybe playing in more comfortable surroundings
1: yeah absolutely i mean um there's still everybody who's been to uh, Brewer game and, and saw and Broxton play probably has at least he probably had at least one highlight real play whether it was just uh absolutely turning around like a 95 mile an hour fastball and just rocketing it out like a laser beam for a homer or um you know running down a ball in the gap or robbing a home run like the guy just he makes uh some really awesome plays from time to time unfortunately yeah without that regular playing time like he's always struggled to basically hit over the mendoza line so um you know if he's if he's ever able to do that the only problem is he doesn't really necessarily have the upside anymore because i I imagine i I have to look this up but i imagine keon broxton is probably getting a little bit long in the tooth as far as like uh major league players or prospects go like i mean his sort of prospect window is well at this point
0: Yeah, no, I agree. He's, uh, he is 29. He'll be 30 uh, by opening day of 2020. So yeah, I think he's, he's past prospect status at this point, but that being said, you know, he, he isn't, I I don't think he's been signed because of his, you know, future abilities. I think he's there to provide, as you point out, defensive depth, uh, a guy who can step in with major league experience if Lorenzo Cain should get hurt. Again, or even just have some of those nagging injuries that um, kind of hobble him for a day or two once in a while, or uh, late in, late inning defensive replacement um, elsewhere in the outfield, or a guy who can certainly pinch run, steal base. Um, so yeah, or or even provide a little power off the bench. So um, yeah, again, I'm 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 a fan of this move, and I think that it's a good thing for for you know given the fact that we didn't have to give up anything to get him. So um, it's kind of funny when you think back to the. Trade just in January of this year um, with the Mets, the Brewers in that deal were able to get two, two or three players for him including Adam Hill, who was the guy who was just traded to Seattle for uh, Omar Omar Narvaez and Bobby Wall. Who, you know, if he's able to come back from his injury, could play a, a pretty big role for the Brewers in their bullpen this season. It's probably something that uh, a lot of fans aren't considering, given the fact that he missed all of last year with his injury that he suffered in spring training.
1: Yeah, and I guess we, we probably should circle back a little bit and see what we had to give up for for Omar Narvaez. Um, we gave up our, our comp pick for 2020, so I, I don't even know where that would wind up, but I'm going to say probably around 40th, something like that. Um, so right. significant amount of draft capital, I guess, um, but Stearns has proven now at this point that he would rather roll the dice and get some uh, guaranteed Major League talent uh, than get that draft pick and then um adam hill like yeah depending on where you look uh hill was like i guess probably about 30 35th something like that as far as like uh his ranking among brewers prospects and considering we have one of the worst farm systems in the league that's uh, not particularly good i mean the guy is a fastball yeah. that tops out at 95 and that's great but he struggled with his location and um uh, you know, I, I'm sure that the Mariners are taking a flyer on him. He's done some good things in in his time, but um, not sure that he'll ever be major league talent.
0: Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that. And you're right about that um, about that that supplemental draft pick. I think it was uh, Alex Claudio last year who cost the Brewers one of those picks, and um, you know Stearns was certainly willing to pay that at the time for a lefty reliever um, coming out of the bullpen, let alone a, a starting position player so um he's got a track record for that for sure yep um a little bit of other news uh for the brewers this week uh, a couple more guys gone i guess from the 2019 brewers team um, no yeah and it's remarkable too i just a that at 13 of the 25 guys on our um roster for the one game playoff against the nationals are now no longer with the team which is crazy to think about when when it comes to turnover but um uh, Jordan Lyles, Craig's favorite, has signed with the Texas Rangers and uh, we got word today from our anonymous source Tom Carter uh, that Junior Guerra has now been signed by the Arizona Diamondbacks so we lose both of those guys Guerra made his debut with the Brewers uh, in 2016, one of the first pickups, uh, maybe the first pickup um, during the, the David Stern's tenure as general manager with Milwaukee uh, a waiver wire guy who ended up battling back from injuries and a couple other problems to really have a nice career i think in milwaukee and jordan Lyles, twice acquired by the brewers at the trade deadline in each of the last two seasons uh gone as a free agent uh, to texas scott what are your thoughts on uh, jordan lyle's then we'll get to Guerra a little bit
1: um it, it really depends on which jordan lyle's you're signing i mean if the rangers are signing the milwaukee brewers version of jordan lyle's i think they'll be very happy with that contract but if they're signing like the pirates version um or, or basically any other spot that he's played in, uh, I don't think they're going to be real happy with that contract. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I guess the way this is probably going to shake out is they're not going to be real happy with the contract, and we'll probably pick him up in July. So, uh, we'll see you in a few months, Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> That's
0: the uh, joke that I think our interns made on Twitter. But I saw, um, I, I think Jordan got two years, sixteen million, so eight million per. Hmm.
1: See, I don't even so know if, if Stern's gonna target somebody like that because then he has to pay him next year. Well, yeah, exactly. He's not and used again, to paying him two, for a full season.
0: Well, and as you and as you pointed out, uh, you know, Lyles' track record outside of Milwaukee has not been good. Uh, his numbers for some reason in Milwaukee are always outstanding. He was eight and one with a two point sixty four ERA in twenty two games over the course of those two seasons as a brewer. Um, but just last year, he went 5-7 and seven with a 5.36 ERA as a Pirate. And uh, his ERA is north of 5 uh, with both the Padres, the Astros, and the Rockies uh, during his other stops in his big league career. So, kind of interesting. Although, you know, it should be said that Jordan Lyles uh, pitching the way that he did probably is what allowed the Brewers to make the playoffs uh, in 2019 as well.
1: Yeah, he really did a lot for us. And I remember um, between him and Pomerantz, um, I-, I was just thinking, like, Stearns, come on, guy. Like we're in the thick of it here. Like we need to make a move. Like this is not going to do it. And then of course, Jordan Lyles pitches like a an ace, and Drew Pomeranz uh, pitches like a lockdown closer. Like, I, I mean, I, apparently, apparently, Stearns <laughs> knows a little bit more about GMing than I do. <laughs>
0: well, that's why he makes the big bucks there, Scott. But right. um, yeah, it should be interesting. I, you know, and and again the Rangers probably are not close to contending at any point in the next season or two. So I'm guessing that honestly, if need be that Lyle is probably going to be available uh, at the trade deadline, if we were to need him again um, this year or next season. So best of luck to him though. And I, I, I will always appreciate what he did uh, for the Brewers uh, during his time here. Um, if this is the end of his road in Milwaukee, he definitely was successful, at least in this stop uh, in his major league career. Yeah. absolutely. Um, and let's get to, to Junior a little bit. So Junior Guerra has always been an interesting guy to me. He has been both a starter and a reliever with the Brewers. Um, hard to believe he was one of the longer-tenured guys on the team at this point uh, outside of Ryan Braun. I think he was uh, behind just a couple other guys, and we'll put that up as a trivia question this week. The two guys who have more, who had more um, tenure with the organization than Junior Guerra up until he left today for Arizona. Uh, Guerra was non-tenured by the Brewers just last week, as discussed on our podcast. Um, so, you know, we knew it was a possibility that he wouldn't be brought back. He was 25 and 21 during his time as a brewer pitched in 147 games. Uh, I'm sorry. He pitched in 144 games, uh, with the organization, uh, including 60 of those as starts, uh, is he RA during that time in Milwaukee 3.78. Uh, so not bad for a guy that we picked up off the waiver wire, uh, from the White Sox, I believe it was, back in, you know, the fall of 2015. So, um, are you going to miss Junior Guerra, Scott? What do you think uh, – you know, do you, what what do you think the Brewers are going to do to make up for the role that he played, I guess, last season, where he was kind of that long guy, uh, able to throw a few quality innings, usually out of the bullpen, able to make a spot start if need be. Um, he didn't – I don't think made any actual starts last year, but certainly did in years past. I think he had, uh, in turn, saying me, a no here, 26 starts in 2018 – um, what are your, what are your thoughts uh, you know how do we replace a guy like Garrett's production 72 games out of the bullpen last year
1: I don't know I assume that Stearns is good he's probably just gonna grab somebody like some free agent and sign him for the league minimum and bring them in and make them the next Junior Guerra, like use them appropriately I don't know like um, Junior Garrett when he was going good like that guy was just a great ground ball pitcher like and if if that's who Arizona gets, they're going to be really, really happy with, um, with signing him. But um, this is also a guy who was, at times, going really good in the starting rotation, at times going really good in the bullpen. Uh, even was given some of the later opportunities, like more like 7th, 8th inning kind of thing. But um, yep. he also uh, spent times where he was sent down. There were times where he was uh, basically a mop-up guy or an innings eater. Like, so I, I can't imagine that he was very happy with the way he was he was used last year, and I can't imagine that the Brewers were really happy with, um, I guess his his overall play, which is, I mean, obviously they looked at that and they looked at his, uh, his projected RB number and and said it's probably not worth it, and so they cut him loose. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and that was the next point I was gonna to get to. So he he, he made two point, you know, two million dollars or so uh last season. Definitely would have been eligible for a raise via arbitration. So we probably would have ended up paying him, you know, I would guess about three five somewhere in there, uh if we would have, you know, gone to arbitration with him, maybe settling somewhere in the middle. Um, but you know, is Stern freeing up this money to sign somebody? Are the brewers just cutting payroll generally because we spent too much last season? What are your thoughts and if we are trying to spend money, uh, let's start talking about the Hot Stove League a little bit and who the Brewers might be you know, looking to spend that money on uh, in free agency or or maybe pulling off a trade for a guy with a bigger contract.
1: Yeah, it's hard to say. I hope that he's saving up to to make a big splash and, and hopefully sign somebody that's going to make this team a playoff contender again. But, um, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I kind of think that he just sort of had a number for each of these guys and just said – um maybe it was like with junior Guerra. is like okay well we think you're worth 2.9 million like that's a modest raise from last year um we didn't get your best last year but we didn't get your worst either so um what do you think 2.9 and Guerra was like nope i'm uh i'm okay i think um i think i'll i'm worth a little bit more than that and we said okay well sorry (laughs) find it somewhere else and he and he did so i don't know we'll see yeah
0: yeah, exactly. Now, I mean, so we obviously non tendered quite a few guys, um, you know, as we discussed in last week's podcast, Jimmy Nelson, Travis Shaw, uh, Junior Guerra, uh, did not resign. sign Pomerantz, did not resign. sign Grandall, did not resign. sign So there's a lot of guys that have been, you know, let go and, and money saved. Even guys like Chase Anderson and Zach Davies would have been due a raise, even though they were, um, you know, under team control still. So where is this money going, do you think? Because Narvaez is not a guy that's going to cost a ton of money. Um, certainly you save money there between his salary versus what Grandall's going to make. Um, do you think the Brewers are targeting one of the bigger free agents? I mean, we've heard some speculation uh, in national media and from our colleague, Tom Hondricourt and from our anonymous source, Tom Carter, from uh, about the Brewers possibly being interested in Madison Bumgarner. Um, a lot of fans are speculating, including our friends over at Reviewing the brew on uh, third base uh, free agent Josh Donaldson, who spent last year with the Braves. Um, some pie in the sky types are talking about Anthony Rendon. There's others. There are other pitchers still on the market. Uh, do you
1: think the Brewers are targeting any of these uh, bigger names right now? I mean, I think at this point it's it's possible, but I'm sure that if if Stearns could have his way, he would rather do it be a trade um, and get somebody that's um, like. I I guess he doesn't want to break the bank with, I mean, to get a guy like Rendon to come here, um, it's going to be really difficult because you're looking at um, probably having to pay a guy who's like 30 years old. You probably have to pay him a minimum of like, I don't know, six years, 180 million. I don't, I don't know. Don't, me that number i feel like whenever we do like off-season stuff and throwing out numbers there's there's such a wild swing one way or the other but um i I think it would take a ridiculous amount of money like that to get a guy to go um to go to milwaukee and i'm not sure that we want to tie that much up into into any player much less um somebody that's over 30.
0: yep that makes some sense um It'll be interesting to see what we do, though, to address the massive holes that we still have on this team. Uh, as Chad would say, we've got, you know, certainly a hole at third base uh, with the departure of Moustakis and Travis Shaw. Um, I mean, if opening day were tomorrow, who do the Brewers even play at third base? Somebody asked us this uh, on social media this week. I don't know what the answer is. Who, who would play third base if the season <laughs> were to start tomorrow? Nobody. We just... Urias? I mean, do we have anybody? <laughs> Anyone? Anyone?
1: I guess it probably would be him because where else are you going to play him? Um, yeah, why not? Or I guess, you know, if the season started tomorrow, um, we would just naturally just ask the other team if they wanted to, you know, play with just, uh, you know, seven in the field. Obviously, that <laughs>
0: makes sense. And, and first base as well. I mean, right. Yeah. We, yeah. I mean, so we, ha- we obviously have to address these, you know, these, these holes at some point, and I just don't know where it's going to be done if it's not free agency. Unless I, The, the issue, is we've discussed on other shows, is who, who do the Brewers have left as trade chips? Um, I mean, we've identified maybe Orlando Arcia as being a potential trade chip. Uh, if we're really thinking outside the box, maybe Josh Hader. But, uh, I mean, do you think it's going to be through free agency? Do you think it's going to be, be a
1: trade? I mean, I guess you could say Keston Hera, but um, I, I hope that they wouldn't trade him, but maybe if the right deal came along, I, I guess it's possible, but Stearns wants young, controllable talent, and that describes Keston Hero perfectly. Um, yeah. Now, I was just thinking about when you um, when you were talking about, like, where, who would play at third. Do you remember, when, like, when you were a kid and you didn't have enough people to, to like, play ball at the park, and you would be like, okay, well, all right, here's the deal. Like, you have to – like, you're a righty. you got to hit it to the left side of second base. Um, and you just have like a shortstop and like a outfielder and that was it like you only had like four or five guys to play well with. <laughs> is that what we're doing this year <laughs> yeah probably <laughs> it yeah, seems okay, the way it's going anyway.
0: sure why not why not um well it should be an interesting couple of weeks it seems as though the market is moving a little quicker this uh off season than it did in years past are you getting that sense as well and um I don't know if we're sending anyone this year to the winter meetings uh, in San Diego, but they are taking place uh, this week. So it should be interesting to see if the Brewers are going to be actively engaged. David Stearns who's usually pretty cryptic about upcoming moves. Did make a point to say that the Brewers were going to be actively engaged uh, in at least talking to a number of other GMs around baseball. I don't know if that's really different than normal, but. Yeah, it it better be. be It's a winter meeting. Well, maybe. Yeah, but maybe it's interesting that he at least said that, which I don't think I've heard him actually say or admit to before. So, um, do you foresee the Brewers doing anything this week specifically?
1: Um, I would just probably ask that to, like, Tom Hardicourt, And if he says no, then the Brewers will do it. And if he says yes, then we're probably going to stick with that. It seems like. He's always the mouthpiece. Like, basically, instead of being the mouthpiece for journalism, he's the mouthpiece for the Brewers. But he always says the opposite just to not give away their plan for that. Right. Maybe that's unintentional. And, I'm not sure. But, um, well, no, I, I, yeah. I don't know. But um, I mean, he's a good colleague, but he doesn't really ask the tough questions, it seems like. Yeah, we should send him a Christmas card again this year for sure. I wonder if
0: he blocked us. I wonder if he blocked us from mailing anything to his house like he blocked us on Twitter.
1: I don't know. We should. I'll try to dig up that Christmas card. Let's see if we can get another one out. Hopefully that'll mend some fences. Um, who knows? That's fine. You could have our anonymous source, Tom Carter, look into it, or
0: maybe our private detective, Mark Antoniak. Either one of those guys. But um,
1: it, yeah. In any event, <laughs> Tom actually, um, uh, Tom Carter, I should say. Um, he he did say like last week. He was like, I don't think you guys mentioned my name on the show. He's like, but just so you know, he's like, you guys can go with like tc or tom c or t carter but just like not all of them or just don't say like tom carter so i think we kind of blew it again this week but um maybe in the future we could probably do that um i also wanted to say with all this talk um i did pose this to twitter i'll let you answer first and then i'll tell you what our our twitter said but um uh we posted that the burr's payroll is currently much lower than last year like it's at least 50 million lower but um obviously as we just said. The team still has uh, significant portions of the roster left to fill. So, where do you see us uh, allocating some of this money, like via tr- like free agency, or um, even if we take on salary via trade? Where do you see it going, like starting pitching, relief pitching, first base, or third base? Those seem to be our four like glaring needs. Did
0: you have it all the above? Because we have a lot of money to work with. It now, seems like
1: it ha- you have to pick with the one that we allocate the most money toward. So it has to be um, just
0: one. Well, I would say we should pitching, but I, I think we're going to end up being heavily investing in a third baseman for some reason. I, I think it's just because of the nature of the guys that are out there at this point, we were never going to be, you know, playing for the likes of Derek Cole. Um, maybe we would sign a guy like Bumgarner. Maybe we would sign a guy like Keichel, but I think those would be shorter commitments. Uh, at this point, we're talking maybe two years for Keichel. I mean, he, he was on a one-year deal with the Braves last off or you know this this year so i think you get him maybe on a two-year deal if he waits too long again um bumgarner my guess is maybe a three-year deal i don't know uh it's tough to say but i think we're going to invest in a third baseman. i just i think it's going to be less years and more money for josh donaldson is my official project prediction but i might be way off i could also see a signing nick castellanos i mean he's a bigger name out there uh at this point bigger bat, but he would really actually fit in well with the Brewers, I think. Um, can play a few different positions, including third base, but um, mostly an outfielder. I think that his bat would play really well at Miller Park. Um, I, I do think we're going to be active
1: on one of those names that I just mentioned, one of the bigger names
0: still available uh, in pre-agency.
1: I would definitely agree with you with uh, Castellanos, um, but he um, – he definitely is a bat that would play really, really well. But as far as, like, putting him at third base, I'm not saying he would be, like, um, brawn at third base bad defensively, but he he would not be very good.
0: No, I I agree. And He he hasn't played there much in the last couple seasons. I think the last time he even played over there was on any regular basis, 2017. But certainly you could slide him into the outfield. Um, I mean – I think that would open up some possibilities for Ryan Braun. And I've been a fan a long time of making Braun more of a platoon guy, not to get him out of the lineup, but to but to rest him a little bit more, maybe make his role a little less demanding than being a starting left fielder, um, maybe putting him at first base for a few games. Uh, I, I think he's very valuable off the bench because he's a guy that can, you know, put up great at-bats and has power and all those different things that I think we lack a little bit off the bench. Um, last season. So I, you know, who knows? I know that Stearns is definitely built up an MO of being a guy that is creative.
1: Yeah. Maybe if he felt like Castellanos could play a little first base too, um, maybe that would be even more of a fit, I guess. But um, I guess to circle back with um, our folks at Twitter, 70% said that they were uh, they thought we were going to invest more in starting pitching Uh, 27% said third base. I'm actually in agreement with you. I think that we might make a little bit of a move and get a quality third baseman just because, um, it, I, I I think that Stern's values position players via free agency more than starting pitching. And I think that, uh, with that in mind, I I think that third base, there's some really good talent that you're going to have to pay for that's still available. And first base, I kind of see him, like, it seems like he's always said, well, why don't we just get two, uh, two people, like, and do, like, a platoon there. We don't have to pay either one of them very very much. And at the same time, like, we'll be able to get the production of an all-star if we get the right two people. So right. I, I think third base might be it. Um, Brewer fans also astutely uh, 1% at first base, so they probably agree with us there. And then 1% said relief pitching. Um, interesting. So, um yeah unbelievable um
0: interesting interesting well that's great what other polls did our uh, interns put up this week scott
1: um a couple others really quick i guess um and by the way if you guys are listening to this um well if you're listening to it quickly you'll still have time to um vote on these for the next few hours anyway um at brookerv one on twitter and um yeah the other one was uh which which trade do we like more uh getting Urias and Lauer are getting uh, Narvaez. So far um, Urias and, and Lauer 58% and Omar and Narvaez 42%. So uh, fairly close, I guess, but they seem to prefer the two players over the one. And then the, last, the last poll, um, I kind of just threw this up because, well, I know that you're in D.C. and I know that they had an improbable run to win it all. And um, maybe with that in mind, maybe some of their players are more likely now that they got the ring to um, maybe look for an even bigger paycheck and just run away and take the money. Uh, Maybe after our heartbreaking loss, we could steal one of these players away. So in a pipe dream, uh, who would you rather steal away, Rendon or Strasburg? Mm. Who would I rather have between
0: Rendon and Strasburg? Um, Given the needs of the team and the fact that there's other guys available I'd say Strasburg and yeah I'd say I'd say Strasburg I think he's that good
1: um only because I've owned him in fantasy for several years I've actually owned both these guys in, in fantasy but um Strasburg would uh whenever he got injured it was just so disheartening and frustrating me because it always seemed to happen um where like once I set my lineup like he would get scratched the next day and then he'd be out and then I would get absolutely nothing, but it's just infuriating. So with that in mind um, I think that I would rather go with the guy who plays every day in Rendon. And not only that, but obviously that, that contract in order to sign him in Milwaukee, it would be a contract that would probably look bad in the last like couple of years. Typically. I mean, that's just kind of how it works, especially given his age already. But right now, if Rendon is on the Brewers, do would we have the best righty, lefty, like hitters in baseball? Like between him and Yelich? Like would that be the yep. two best hitters in, in any lineup in baseball? And I think yep, it would. Definitely. Like I was looking through it. I'm like, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're talking about um guys that finished two and three in MVP. So yeah, absolutely. Um
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And and watching Rendon a lot out here. Um past season I mean he is stellar both defensively and offensively he's a complete ball player and carries the team kind of a silent leader type uh just a just a, a, a great player I was saying more from our need for pitching rather than any knock on Rendon
1: sure no I, I I just for some reason though I'm I'm just looking at it and I'm like oh could you picture like Yelich and Rendon back to back in Milwaukee, like? I think yeah, they the I think they'd have a lot of fun in Milwaukee. I think uh I think that would be the type of thing where if, if you threw that out there, I mean you'd have to pay like 30 probably 32 33 million to to get Rendon I mean, and you'd yeah. probably have to give him 6 years. But uh um, well and let,
0: and let's 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 point out too that if we did that, we would have both the number 2 and number 3 guys in the NL MVP vote this year uh, as well in the lineup.
1: Yeah. I mean, it it would be incredible. Like that would instantly energize this fan base and let's face it. I mean, I mean, we're Brewer fans. Like we know that um, it took a little bit um, the last couple of years, like Sterns, he'll wait out and get those bargains if that's what it takes. And I, but at the same time, like as a fan base, you get antsy. Like you don't have a lot, like you're, you're looking forward to spring training You're sitting there surrounded by snow and you got nothing else to do probably, but think about like the Milwaukee Brewers season coming up and the weather warming up and baseball and beer and Brats fan. I mean, and you just start thinking about it and you're like, we got to make a move. Like, it's like it would instantly energize his fan base.
0: Well, yeah, I I agree. And speaking of energizing the fan base, Scott, do you want to announce to our uh, podcast listeners uh, what your Christmas plans are so that we might be able to have a meet and greet uh, at Benno's in West Dallas with some of your
1: fans? Um, Yeah, sure. And here, I'll make it a cliffhanger, though. Uh, 62% of our uh, Twitter fans said they would rather have Rendon over Strasburg. Um, But, yeah, it's good that we had a a little banter there. I mean, obviously, either one of them would would be – best free agent signing in the history of the milwaukee brewers so um so there's that so maybe this is super wishful thinking but um yeah i will be uh back home in uh the great state of wisconsin for christmas have not been back in a few years so looking forward to that
0: yeah and the entire brew review team uh will be there uh over christmas as well i'm planning on flying back um, a couple days before Christmas, so I'm looking forward to it as well. It's going to be very exciting to uh, to see you and the rest of the guys, and uh, we'll post some stuff on our social media uh, to let you guys know where we're going to be. If anyone wants to come out and talk some baseball with us, that'd be great. Um, and just again, as a reminder, uh, give us a Twitter follow, Bruker Review one is our Twitter handle. We're pretty active on there. Um, Review podcasts with an S at gmail.com is our email address. We can get to some uh, listener questions on as many podcasts as we can, but please feel free to keep sending in your questions, and um, where can they find our, our actual podcast, Scott? Although I guess if they're listening to this, uh, they probably have already found it. But just in case, they're listening from a, a link or a friend's account, where can people find our podcast?
1: Honestly, it's like, it's literally everywhere. Like, I, I don't know. If you go, like, if you look up right. where podcasts are, you're going to find it. Like, And not only that, but um, we also post links to the podcast on, um, on Twitter, Twitter, on Facebook. We even have, like, if all you have is like YouTube, um, and you want to like sneak a listen while you're at work or something like that, um, it's just going to be audio, but like, it's there too. Like it's, it's, it's everywhere.
0: No, that, that, that sounds good. Um, before we wrap up
1: today, I just wanted
0: to, uh, to give a shout out to a, uh, fan of our show and, uh, prior guest on our show, Chris Zantow, who is a, uh, a recently published author, and he has uh, come on our show to talk about his book, "Building the Brewers: Bud Selig and the Return of Major League Baseball to Milwaukee." Um, the the subject matter is pretty self explanatory within the title, but uh, it's a really good read. Just talking about you know the 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 journey that it took to get a major league team to come back to Milwaukee after the Braves left. And uh, Chris came on our show back in April. It was right around opening day to talk about his book a little bit. And he had been on it once before. And uh, very exciting news. he it, it was recently actually released. So I think before um, when he was on our show, he had talked a little bit about, you know, his upcoming book. But now it's available for purchase. I would highly recommend it for any brewer fans that are out there. It gives a great uh, historical context to, to you know, the team itself and to the story of baseball in Milwaukee and to Bob Sealing in, uh, in particular and would highly recommend it. So it's a big shout out and congratulations to our friend Chris Zantow uh, whose book just came out within the last few weeks and it is available for purchase on Amazon uh, and uh, around bookstores in Wisconsin as well. I know he's done a couple um, book chats about it so very excited to have him on on a future podcast to talk about how sales are going and to talk about uh, how we like to finish product um, after I got back to the editors at McFarlane Press.
1: Yeah, it's really awesome. I'm actually, I, w- I think we're going to post a link to it on um, uh, on our Twitter as well. Cause I think yeah. um, obviously we're kind of like not only are we Brewer fans, but like, I think it's really important because especially when we interact on Twitter a lot, like nothing against all our great people on Twitter, but like a lot of them skew younger And a lot of them might not necessarily know, like, a lot of the history. Like, oh, did you know that there was a Milwaukee Brewers team, like, back in, like, 1901? Yeah, I didn't either. Like, I mean, that's Mm -hmm. just ridiculous stuff like that. And this is a great book that tells, like, the story about, like, imagine, like, right now, if Milwaukee didn't have a baseball team. Like, if there's no baseball in Wisconsin. I mean, that's a devastating feeling that, like uh, previous generations, uh, of Wisconsinites had to go through and it was absolutely agonizing. And it, this tells the story about like how we were able to like get a team back to Milwaukee and like all of the different inner workings and what it takes for that. And uh, it's just, um, it's just a great book. Like I, I haven't read the entire thing yet, but from what I've seen or from what I've read of it, like it's, it's absolutely a phenomenal gift, like something that right now I am looking at getting for uh, several of my fellow Brewer fan friends and family. Yeah, definitely definitely. something It is it's a great read. So definitely check that out.
0: No, very excited as well. And, you know, you and I are, you know, of a, of a certain age where we, we were not there when the Brewers were founded and, um, you know, we, we, we didn't have to experience, you know, what that would be like to, to not have a major league team. And I, it's hard for us to imagine. And I think it's really easy to take for granted baseball and the brewers are just such a part of our summers and you and I don't even live in Milwaukee anymore, but it still is there for us. It's still part of the daily routine and summer. I know for, for both of us and for many other fans. And I think, you know, if you're of a certain age, you've just taken it for granted that, you know, Bob Uecker is going to be on the radio calling brewer games. There's going to be tailgate parties to go to. There's going to be fun baseball to watch. Um, but that wasn't always the case. And when you, you really realize that when you, you know, read a book like this and, and and hear about, I mean, geez, a five-year struggle to bring baseball back after a dev- devastating loss uh, of the team for the community when the Braves, you know, picked up and moved to Atlanta fairly suddenly after even winning a World Series uh, in Milwaukee.
1: Yeah, I mean, and, and not only that, but like, I mean, we've had Chris on our show. Like, he's an awesome guy. He knows his stuff with baseball. Like, I mean, um, really, really uh, deserving guy. Like, I mean, it would be um it's just awesome like even just having him on the show was just a privilege for us and and yeah like to kind of circle back a little bit like could you imagine like not having baseball I mean that would be like like for example like when I come home to Wisconsin like if I couldn't go to like you know Magoo's and, and get wings or like if I couldn't go to like um long wongs or or dairies or yeah. something like that like um <laughs> like all the places God. that we used to hang out when we were at the brewers like i mean i would be devastated if if any one of those were gone so yeah. your
0: intern's writing didn't let you know but all those are gone um at this point but what yeah sorry uh they probably didn't give you the memo. I think you've got to fire some of the interns because they Sword were in, kind of in charge of that. But, well, um,
1: so I'm just going to have to go to Swords and Dreams and
0: Benno's is still there. I mean, you <laughs> a celebrity there. I think you're still on the wall. But is Record Head um, still
1: there? I don't know. <laughs> well, as that? long as the uh, Channel 14 is still standing, then West Dallas <laughs> <Alice> has <laughs> a prayer,
0: and <laughs> we're we're all set then. Uh, great city. Um, and, and on that note, thank you to all of our listeners and thank you to West Dallas uh, and the entire state of Wisconsin for all your support over the years. We really appreciate it. Continue to give us a listen uh, on, on, and hopefully we'll be bringing you more timely Brewers news over the course of the, the off season and then into the next season and many years beyond that as well. Um, but we always appreciate your support and please continue to give us those five-star ratings on our podcast so that we can continue to uh, expand our outreach a little bit and talk some Brewers baseball. We love to do it.
1: Yeah. And I also wanted to talk about Patreon support because guys, you should be giving us money. No, I'm totally kidding. We do not even do like a Patreon. <laughs> we do not even do a Patreon thing because like, um, I mean, originally we started this cause it was just like a bunch of friends that wanted to talk baseball. And then um, yeah. it just kind of grew from there. And then it turned into a show and then it turned into a podcast. And like, um, you know, it was just a dream come true for us. And no, like seriously, if you want to support it in any way, like, seriously just tell your friends like tell your family like get some more listeners and um you know interact with us on twitter like send us a question or something like that and we are more than happy to uh to give us any insight we have um as well as obviously any um inside sources from being former brewers employees like we have our connections like tom carter of course um so we'll we'll do whatever we can like we greatly appreciate everything you guys do you guys are awesome
0: Yep, definitely. And we, we love to talk baseball way more than we love our day jobs. So this is uh this is a lot of fun for us as well. So thank you again for all the continued support and um, for everything you guys do to make our show, uh, you know, I'll call it a success. So that's, that's wonderful. Um, uh, so anyway, thank you all for listening. Remember to stay classy. Thank you to our interns. Uh, and we're looking forward to hopefully some big brewers moves here uh, this week at the winter meetings, and we'll be back at you soon. Uh, with another podcast next week and then our Christmas special podcast which will be coming up in the next couple of weeks
1: as well hey we might even depending on what goes down because I mean obviously winter meetings basically start what Monday so um, if yeah. something big does happen uh, we'll try to break in with like a sort of mini little trade or free agent podcast like whatever it is like we'll try to just yeah. you know give you like a quick like maybe 10 or 20 minutes just so that we kind of uh, uh, can give that sort of breaking news because I know you guys. The minute something happens, uh, you want to hear the you know the insight. You want to hear the analysis, and uh, we want to do it in a, as timely a manner as possible. We want to be the first people yep. to uh, to give you that. So, um, well,
0: no matter what, we know that we're going to beat Court. so that'll that'll be uh, some incentive at least. But yeah, because we <laughs> great,
1: so. we follow Ken Rosenthal, so yeah, we're going to get everything first <laughs> right away.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, thanks again for listening, everybody. Remember to stay classy and go Brewers. Go Brewers!
1: Hey, I had to sing that last week, by the way.